Hey guys, welcome to this brand new segment here on the show. First thing I want to talk about, I waited five days to make another podcast is because I I got a new microphone. Um, I didn't really have a microphone before. I just used my headset that I used for gaming, but I I bought a microphone and I hope it sounds so much better. I think it does. But anyways, moving on, we'll this is the this is a new segment on the show. I have a lot of new segments. I should really just stick to one, <laughs> but. This segment is anything but not everything about sports. Um, it's going to be a segment about basically, like I'll talk about some tennis, some basketball, some football maybe, but there's not really one topic on it. It's just what's happened in the last month that's been important, that's been big in the sports. So uh, I hope you enjoy this new segment and enjoy my new microphone, but this is all coming up on the show. All right, hey guys, what's up? Um, hope you are enjoying your Sunday or Monday whenever you listen to this. But anyways, the first thing we're going to talk about is tennis. I've not put tennis into my podcast yet before, but I, I want to put it in. I'm, I'm a big tennis guy, and I don't know if you guys are. You can let me know if you don't enjoy tennis and want me to not talk about it. But there's a big ATP Masters 1000 that just happened, so I kind of I kind of want to talk about it. Um. So I'm going to talk about a few big things. So first thing is what happened to Novak? Novak, um, he won his first match to against Yannick Sinner. Yannick Sinner, very, very good. Probably the best teenager, in my opinion, on the tour. Um, but, uh, but I just, he, Djokovic ran through him 6-4-6-2, and I, it looked like, oh, geez, this this might be shaping up to be a um, Nadal J- Novak final. Um, but he got knocked out in the quarters against or in the round of sixteen to Dan Evans. Dan Evans, Dan Evans beat Hercotch, Novak, Goffin, and um, but before losing to Tsitsipas, um, six two six one. But I. It was a great tournament for him. That should be a, a massive confidence booster for him. Um, but then another, the second thing is is Rafa. Rafa ran through, uh, what was it, Del Bonus, six two six one, and he ran through Dimitrov six one six one in fifty five minutes. That was um, that was his fifth, I believe, his fifth shortest match in only fifty five minutes. Um, but then he runs into a, a hole or a bump in the road or a pothole, whatever whatever you want to put there, against Rublev. It was 6-2, Rublev. Nadal did not really seem on top of his game here. I watched that whole match. Big Rafa guy. Um, but it just I I don't I don't know. It it just seemed it just seemed um weird. Nadal was getting frustrated. It almost seemed like one of those rare times where Nadal just didn't want to play. He has that massively good record on clay, and um, you didn't really expect him to go down, even even a Rublev, and Rublev, one of the greatest, one of the, not greatest of all time yet. Yet, yet, he could be. I say he's a Grand Slam champion by the time he's a, by the time he's 30. Um, very young, one of the best young players on the tour, ranked number eight, but he moved on to play Casper Ruud, another player. There seemed to be a lot of, not necessarily Cinderellas, but a lot of, a lot of um, different, 
players that you don't necessarily usually see moving th- this far into tournaments, um, especially Masters 1000s. Um, but now moving on to the champion, champion um, uh, CC Pass. Uh, he beat Evans and ended Evans' run six two six one, and then into the final six three six three. Um, he seemed to have a great great tournament. He I don't he didn't drop a set the whole time. He he played Karatsev, another player, not young, but a player that's showing himself now. I'd never heard of him a little while ago, and then beat Garin, who's been really smashing up the two fifty events, and but then he got a walkover, still winning the first set against Davidovich Volkina. Definitely not an easy road for him, but he seems to be playing with great, great confidence, great aggression into the court. He's playing very aggressive tennis. He And then goes into the beat, Rublev, uh, 6-3, 6-3, into the final for his first ever ATP Masters 1000 title. Um, I just thought he wanted it very, very much. Uh, Rublev, after having a great tournament, didn't seem... After Tsitsipas, Tsitsipas was playing extremely well, but he just didn't seem, after going down 3-0 early in the match, he just didn't seem, I don't know if it was the big moment or first Masters 1000 final. I don't know what it was, but he didn't seem as good as he had been. And Tsitsipas played a great, great match and beat him to get his first ever Masters 1000 title. Um, now, the second thing that we're going to talk about Second segment of probably three is Steph Curry. Um, what he's been able to do with his run uh, coming up right here now. Um, all right, so Steph Curry. Um, big part of the winning streak for the Warriors, like all the wins that they're racking up lately, um, moving into a playoff spot. Now they're they're either ninth or eighth now. Um, but uh, they're... Curry is averaging 39.9 points over 57% shooting from the field. That's in seven April games. That's just, you leave it to Curry, man, to get you all those shooting numbers. Um, He just, I don't know. It's just, he's just lights out. Um, um, not much else to say. He had 40, 42 points and 11 three-point made on in 25 po- points in the third quarter on eight of eight field goals in the third quarter. And it's and it was his eighth straight game, 30-point game, um, and second straight game with 10-plus threes against the Thunder um, a few nights ago. Uh, it's just Steph Curry, he seems to not be slowing down a big part. Um of his their three straight wins, um, ninety two percent from the line, and he's getting thirty five minutes of action per night. He doesn't seem to be slowing down much at all from here. And he, if he can carry that over, as I assume that they might, they're probably going to make that top ten for that play in tournament at least. Um, I would think that he would be a big factor as them moving into the regular round of sixteen in the NBA uh, playoffs. Um, I I really like what he's doing. He's He's really stepped up ever since Clay Thompson obviously was hurt again, and obviously Kevin Dur- Kevin Durant's been gone for a while now. But still, he's kind of turned into the main guy with Clay Thompson out um, for the <clears throat> excuse me, sorry for the past couple of uh, years, really couple of years. It's like whoa, he's also um, I'm pretty sure first on the 
on the list. He's been unguardable. You can't, whatever you put in his face, he's hit circus shots, shots that you would think, how does that go in? Is that even, that shouldn't even be possible even in a video game. But he's just been lights out balling lately. Um, And I think that was just worth acknowledgement. All right, one, the final thing that we're going to talk about today in this show is a little bit about Trey Lance. I didn't talk about him in my other podcast, the one about the NFL draft. If you haven't listened to it, you should. Um, that was a long one, but it was a good one. But uh, but it's one of the, maybe not the best quarterback in the draft, but one that people have a lot of doubts for. Maybe one of the reasons is possibly because he's coming from a D2 school and he's putting up the numbers, a lot of great numbers, but there's also quarterbacks like Justin Fields and Mac Jones who are putting up similar numbers as um similar numbers as in like a D1 SEC school. I mean, I guess I could see where they're coming from in the fact that he's playing D2 and the SEC is a much different game than D2. But still, I... I still think he's a great, great guy. He can run. He he's another dual threat guy. He can do everything. He can he can um extend plays with his legs. He can move around in the pocket well to buy extra time, make throws downfield. Um he when he can with his legs and able to pick up first downs and stuff, he can he can really be people the defenses are really going to be scrambling against him in the red zone because he can do whatever you need him to do to pick up pick up the first down get get some good plays off um but I guess the doubts like I talked about the beginning is smaller school but I could see him possibly if Justin Fields and Zach Wilson Zach Wilson and Trevor are going to be off the board but if Justin Fields is off the board I can see him being a eventual NFL starter with Matt Ryan I think Matt Ryan I think what they're going to do I think his ideal role would be an eventual NFL starter probably not immediately but he needs to develop a little bit move into his um new roles uh, get get to know the NFL game, play preseason games, but I think he'll stay at the Falcons if the Falcons draft him. And then when Matt Ryan retires, uh, he moves into the starting job. Um, as soon as Matt Ryan either retires or something happens to him, and he just isn't going to play anymore. But I think that a good draft possession would be the Falcons in the way that um, they need another quarterback. Because because um he's not long term Matt Ryan isn't anymore probably moving on to his final few years and um Justin Fields Zach Wilson and although possibly uh but I don't think I don't know if they'll take Justin Fields or Trey Lance but if Trey Lance is gone I mean if Justin Fields is gone it's definitely a smart move take Trey Lance for the Atlanta Falcons. I hope you enjoy this episode of Fast Break Sports, and I'll talk to you next time on the show. I don't know why I do that. I'm weird. But anyways, I'll talk to you next time.